This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Although I do want to um, shout out to Paul setting up the video feeds last week, so I could see you guys. You could see it me. A Makes it a little easier. It was not bad. Yeah, I think it, it worked well. So you saw our wieners. Well, the outline of our wieners when we were changing right in front the of very the camera. Tight baseball pants that you had to wear. I last saw week. more dong than I ever wanted to see <laughs> at fantasy camp. That's one thing they don't tell you. When you sign up, is you're going to see a lot of, of dong in the, the locker room. Now, the camp was bigger than ever. 60-something. 60 64. 64. Everyone players. fit in the big in no. the Padres locker room. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everyone, I thought you meant in their uniforms. I no, think there no, was... no, we did not. We did not fit in our uniforms. <laughs> I think there was maybe two empty lockers. I yeah. mean, it was just about full it was, capacity. It was full. It's a bigger... It's a pretty big locker room. Yeah. They, they expanded it a few years ago. It's awesome, and, dude. So they could fit more guys in there. And it is... It's probably bigger than the one at Petco Park, isn't it? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Well, Maybe more lockers, at least. It's Petco Park's wider. wider. This yeah. one's longer. Longer, yeah. yeah. Shaped like a football. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really cool, though. Now, I went in there a couple of times when we were out there last year for spring training, but it was very crowded, packed. I, I don't remember it a ton, but I know last time we were out there for fantasy camp was 2020, and they were still in the transition of going from the blue and white to the brown and gold and walk in there everything is brown and gold now yeah they got the looks, gold sd on the amazing. brown floor like all of the banners and everything inside man it looks it looks good ready to go for everybody to start showing up uh, february 13th i believe is the day that wbc pitchers and catchers report uh to padre spring training in peoria so we're less than uh Less than four weeks away for sure. Getting there. And we're 66 days away from opening day, which is just so close. I think everybody uh, in this town, obviously, we're at a fever pitch. I mean, the, the everyone out there was talking about the season, this upcoming season, the the alumni players are you know ecstatic. Um, everyone is is really excited about this new era of Padres baseball. You know, I saw um, Jeff Passan was doing a, one of his columns last week, and I didn't bring this up, but let me just bring it up quickly now. And I didn't know if it was a throwaway line or if it's something that was really expected, but he wrote something to the effect of 
you know, the Padres, everyone saw, everyone's so excited in San Diego, they're going to sell out every game this season. Do you think that's true? Is that a possibility? Will the Padres potentially have an entire season of sellouts at Petco Park? I think that's, to me, that felt a little unrealistic. I mean, the odds would say that. They'll have a ton of sellouts, but I can't imagine every like Wednesday eighty-one but, sellouts. The odds would say that there's going to be some games, games that aren't that'll have tickets available. Damn, dude! But think about maybe last. I'm wrong. Think about maybe, last year, man. On a Tuesday, Wednesday. I remember now, a lot of these like Thursday night games. What's capacity there? Thirty, it's like, forty-four. It's like, forty-four. They, if you get to like forty plus, that's considered a sellout, and then everything else is parked at the park. Standing room, I mean, but bro, it's I, sold out if you get to forty. I can remember games in in May and June, you know, and and on a Tuesday, Wednesday night where it's thirty five thousand people, and you know all the players were talking about it too. I eighty one games is a lot to sell out, uh, but I I feel like if anybody can do it, this fan base so, can, and this team certainly is weekend games for sure. Oh, and yeah. they do a good job about getting those theme night games yep. or giveaways on you know Monday Tuesdays to still. So I did a little math. I mean, figuring about forty two thousand for a sellout, and I believe it's seventy nine home games yeah. because they've got two oh, yeah. in Mexico City. If they sold out every game, that would get them to about three point three two million. They were right at three million last year, so it's not. It's not like so far away that you can't see it. I mean, they didn't have that many unsold tickets over the course of that last year. They sold essentially at three, at close to three million. They sold, you know, ninety to ninety-three percent of the available tickets last year, and excitement has only gone up with the addition of Xander Bogarts with the win over the Dodgers in the playoffs. Maybe they will sell out every single game this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I they think, averaged thirty six thousand nine thirty one last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. You can do that. I mean, I'm. I, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be incredible. No Tatis, no Xander. Yeah, yeah the, the yeah. Red Sox and the Cubs have been known for sellouts in every game, but they have tiny, have their... tiny ballparks. Uh, you know, it's not. You know, that's not the same thing as selling out a, a forty thousand plus seat stadium every single, every single game for an entire season, but. Passing through it out there, so I just you know I had you know I, I wanted to bring it up that that's something at least is being talked about around Major League Baseball. All right, we need a contestant for Take on Woods. We're going to play here in about four minutes. Uh, first game since uh, they got back. We didn't do it at all last week. So if you want to be the first to challenge Woods and try to get your name into the hopper for the getaway to the win Las Vegas. Call now eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven three eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven three. We'll play here in a couple of minutes. Did want to bring up. Uh, another win for the Aztecs. They uh, did a road sweep up in the thin air of Colorado this week. Wins at Colorado State. And then on Saturday in Colorado Springs at Air Force, 70-60. to 60. Most of the uh, the win kind of came with one big run in the last six or seven minutes of the first half uh, where they kind of blew the doors off the Falcons. Other than that, it was pretty close, actually, all the way. Um, the Aztecs, though, made their free throws. And that was what impressed me the most. Because uh, when they lost to New Mexico, a lot of it was going, struggling at the free throw line. A couple of guys in particular. They made 21 out of 22 free throws in that game, Woods. Uh, Stand alone, right? In uh, in number one in the Mountain West. They are. They're 6-1. So. Six, six yep. Now they got a whole mess of teams right behind them. Four teams at 5-2, and two, hot on their heels, including their next opponent, Utah State, coming into Viejas Arena on Wednesday night. So... Uh, but, you know, you win a couple of home games this week. You can maybe put a little uh, distance, a little cushion between you and some of the teams 
in the Mountain West. So, yeah, they've got uh, Utah State and San Jose State uh, this week. But uh, it was good. They bounced back from their one loss. They're undefeated on the road, which is uh, incredibly difficult to do, especially in the Mountain West. The kind of, you know, the travel. Remember what they did. Did I, I explain it to yeah, you Yeah, they came they, back. They went to Fort Collins, flew back, and then the next day flew back to Denver and drove down to Colorado Springs uh, so they could not get stuck in altitude for multiple days and get guys back to classes uh, and play that game. Hey, it worked out. They won both games. So my guess is they'll continue to to do that anytime they've got two games at altitude. If they can get back to San Diego in between them, uh, they'll do so. In the past, they didn't. They wouldn't have been able to afford that as a basketball program. But now, you know, with the excitement with Viejas Arena getting you know packed and sold out. Uh, they can take a few extra flights and, and justify it for competitive reasons. So uh, a good win for the Aztecs. Not that Air Force or Colorado State are you know, anywhere near the top of the standings in that conference. They're not. But you still have to take care of business on the road. They, other teams have lost to the bottom feeders in the Mountain West. There are no really bad teams in the Mountain West this year, which makes every game on the road especially dangerous. And the Aztecs have already gotten through a lot of those kind of dangerous games this year on the road and i have done a nice job on those ones yeah man i mean you know being being number one right now feels great you know you got a couple more games you can need to knock out uh when's the next one wednesday wednesday home against utah state late start again uh yeah like eight o'clock i think yeah another late one killing me and uh, utah state's always good they're they're five and two they're tough so we'll, we'll see how they they do yeah it's a lot of upsets this weekend too number one houston went down yesterday number two kansas lost to tcu uh, Arizona beat UCLA number five in the Pac-12, so I uh, had a lot of college basketball upsets. We'll see with the uh, the new top twenty-five comes out. I don't know if the Aztecs two wins gets them back or close, probably close to the outskirts of the top twenty-five again this week. But uh, we should have that news. You know me; I'll be on it oh, at like nine fifteen when know. that comes out on a Monday. We know. I'll let you know how they did. But uh, looks like we got some people calling in. Let's get to it. First game of the week. It is time once again for Take on Woods. It's time for Take on Woods. Take on Woods. Take on Woods. Brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. All right, uh, let's go with Bryce today. Hello, Bryce. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. You know how our game works? I do. All right, five questions, musical trivia. You go first, Woods goes second. If you can beat or tie him... You will qualify for this month's grand prize drawing. It's a getaway to Las Vegas, a one-night stay at the Wynn, and tickets to see comedian Sebastian Maniscalco. Had 19 sold-out shows last year and brand-new Netflix special titled Is It Me? And he's got shows on March 3rd and 4th, May 27th and 28th at the Encore Theater at the Wynn. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Let's give you your categories uh, to choose from here today. We've got... Super Duper, Bryce, which is uh, five musical answers containing the word super. In the Forest, five different bands with names that contain something you'd find in a forest. And Talk is Cheap, uh, the keyword talk in all five of those answers. So, Bryce, Super Duper, In the Forest, or Talk is Cheap, what would you like? I guess we'll, we'll do uh, Super Duper. Super Duper. Okay, so again, five musical answers. That could be song titles, that could be bands. They all contain the word super. You'll have 60 seconds to answer as many of the five as you can. If you don't know one, pass. We'll come back to it if there's still time at the end. We'll begin with our two-second song. Uh, we'll play you a little hit. you got to give me both the title of the song and the artist. 
one of which contains the word super to score that point. You ready to go? You and your cheerleader back there? <laughs> yeah, I got two cheerleaders in the back ready to do two it. Two cheerleaders. All right, Bryce. The category is super duper. 60 seconds on the clock. Your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck, Bryce. Let's take on Woods. Uh, super Freak for Correct. In 1996 hit, Oasis sings, Someday You'll Find Me, caught between the landslide and a what? Champagne Supernova. Correct. Featuring four top ten hits, which band reached its pinnacle with the 1979 album Breakfast in America? Uh, pass. Jeff Beck came up with the opening drum beat for which 1973 chart topper that became Stevie Wonder's first number one song in nearly a decade? Oh, that is... Oh. Uh, pass. Which 1966 psychedelic hit became the signature song of Scottish singer Donovan? Oh, my phone cut it out. We're one more time. Which 1966 psychedelic hit became the signature song of Scottish singer Donovan? Pass. Featuring four top ten hits, which band reached its pinnacle with the 1979 album Breakfast in America? I don't know, the, the Stevie Wonder song? Ah. Uh, time is up. Oh, he was started off so strong. The Stevie Wonder song was Superstition. Super Tramp is the Breakfast in America band, and Donovan sings Sunshine Superman. You did get those first two. We'll see if that's enough. Could be a tough category for Woods. Let's bring him back in. Come on, Woodsy, you know how this works. It's your turn. Your phone. He's got to occupy his mind. He can't just sit there and do nothing. <laughs> All right, uh, Bryce's score is locked in. Woods doesn't get the category. That's the uh, that's the disadvantage he operates under. We'll reset the sixty seconds and the two uh, two second song. Time begins when Paul plays our music. Good luck, Woods. Let's take on Bryce. Super freak, Rick James. Correct. In a nineteen ninety six hit, Oasis sings, "Someday you'll find me caught between a landslide and a what?" Champagne Supernova. Correct. Featuring four top ten hits, which band reached its pinnacle with the nineteen seventy nine album "Breakfast in America." Pass. Jeff Beck came up with the opening drum beat for which 1973 chart topper became Stevie Wonder's first number one song in nearly a decade. Superstition? Correct. Which 1966 psychedelic hit became the signature song of Scottish singer Donovan? Uh, crap. I know this one. Uh, what's the other one? Featuring four top ten hits, which band reached its pinnacle with the 1979 album Breakfast in America? Is it Steely Dan? It's not. Which 1966 Crap. psychedelic kick became the signature song of oh. Scottish singer Donovan? Donovan. I know this one. Uh, uh, Mellow Yellow. No. No. <laughs> did, you, did you not have an idea what the category no, was? You got Super Freak, Champagne Supernova, and Superstition. Okay, so let's see. So the band Breakfast in America is Super, Super Tramp. Tramp. And the Donovan song is called Sunshine Superman. Oh, I don't know that one. But a 3 2 win Woo! for Woodsy Mama today over Bryce in a close practice. game to start the week. Bryce, thank you for playing. Thank you to your cheerleaders in the back as well. We heard his kids going <laughs> for him. But uh, not this time. Feel free to try it again, though. And uh, we'll get your name into the hopper hopefully later this month for the trip to Las Vegas. Beautiful. Feel good? A little Beautiful. out of practice? Yeah, a little out of practice for sure. Not bad. What a jam. Oasis. Me and Polly shredded some oasis on the drive home. I don't know what it is, but I'm into it. Well, I don't know what a champagne supernova sounds good. Sounds great, doesn't it? <laughs> God, that's so good.
I am uh, looking up at my television at one of our Don't Do This recipients in our next segment. It's usually the other guy on that show. <laughs> it is. That wins all the he Don't Do This. He get it, too. He you, probably could. If you saw his uh, really horribly acted video temper last tantrum. night. When yeah. he threw fake, his, fake temper tantrum. His Dak Prescott jersey away. Did you see yeah. that video? Oh, no, I didn't see that one. He makes you look like Robert De Niro <laughs> as an actor, by the way. Skip Bayless does. It's the worst thing you've ever seen. But it's the other guy. It's the other in the guy. crosshairs today. We'll get to that. Coming up next, it's Ben and Woods. We'll be back after a check of traffic with Kelly here on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Don't do this. It's time for Don't Do This. What were you thinking? Three stories from the world of sports that make us all shake our heads. Why? <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you? I'm sorry, I fudged up, guys. You idiot. You moron. You're a dumbass. The apple sometimes does far fall from the tree. Don't do this. Do not tweet that. With Ben and Woods. I like a Nickelback song or two. On 97.3 The Fan. Was Hannah so happy to see you back after your long Arizona hiatus? Yeah, for like four minutes. And then she just started listing all the stuff I needed to do. So yeah. This is you. Of course you yeah. have a ton of yeah. stuff you need to do. Yeah. yeah. You were gone for like ten days. I was gone eight days. Felt like ten. It was eight. Log eight. in and listen to 97.3 The Fan on the Odyssey app or on 97.3thefansd.com for your chance to win a pair of tickets to see the Eagles at Pechanga Arena on March 3rd. You'll win one entry for every hour you listen. Not the Jalen Hurts Eagles, the band. The yeah, it'd be weird if Jalen Hurts and his crew were coming to Pechanga <laughs> just stand around. 
All right, let's get to don't do this. I feels like if you are attending a sporting event and you're both a Hall of Fame former athlete and a member of the media at the same time, the very least we can ask of you is to not start a giant a brawl? brawl on the floor. But uh, Shannon Sharp came up a little bit short when attending the Lakers game on Friday night against the Memphis Grizzlies at Crypto.com Arena. It uh, happened right as the players were leaving the court at halftime. Apparently, uh, Shannon, you know, being kind of a mouthy fan, apparently, was trying to give the business to Memphis Grizzlies player Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Said uh, to him, shouted like any fan might, a little uh, a little ribbing, that uh, he was too small to guard LeBron. Okay. And that apparently... Rubbed Dylan Brooks the wrong way, and okay. he he walked over. You could see they started kind of jawing at each other, and then uh, John Morant's dad got in. And John Morant was there, and then security was there, and everything. Shannon's like, oh no, 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 no. I think no, I no. saw this on Saturday morning, and I'm like, it looked like a WWE scene. Yeah, like, it did. What is happening? So right now? there's a couple of different stories here. Um, Shannon Sharp talked to ESPN's Dave McMenamin at halftime. And his quote was, they didn't want this smoke. They do all that talking and jockeying, and I ain't about that jockeying. It started with Dylan Brooks. I said he was too small to guard LeBron. He said, F me. I said, F you back. He started to come at me, and I said, you don't want these problems. And then Ja came out of nowhere talking. He definitely don't want these problems. Then the dad (laughs) came, and he obviously don't want no problems. But I wanted anything they had. Don't let these fools fool you now. Now, Dylan Brooks had both the most nonchalant and best responses, I think, when uh, he was asked about it after the game. And his point really was that any other fan should be tossed out of the game. If you end up in an, in an altercation with yes. players, basically you're spills out onto the court. You it, he was on the court the arena. pointing. Yes. Well, and LeBron is great. LeBron has had many, many fans removed from arenas. Um, Shannon Sharp has tweeted before about acting a fool at games yeah. and don't go on the court. And you're not, yes, just because you buy a ticket doesn't give you the right to buy. Right. So and, the, we talk about hypocrisy a lot. Massive, so, massive so hypocrisy. Dylan Brooks said after the game, he goes, a regular pedestrian like him? No, he should never have come back in the game. But this is L.A. And then pressed on it. He said, I ain't talking about it. You can ask him. He's the blogger or whatever he is. <laughs> I don't really care about all that. Next question. So oh good. The now, blogger. Now, it did take... By the way, that blogger makes uh, a lot for his, he his does, televised for his blog, blog every morning. I will if say... You read that the next morning and you're Shannon Sharp, you just, like, smoke starts coming out of your ears. 100%. Now, the comments were great. Until you saw the outfit that Dylan Brooks was wearing. It laid me out. It made my knees weak. He's in some old-ass, like, 1997 jeans with a tucked-in, tight black tank top that somebody said, my man looks like he's wearing a onesie that snaps at the crotch. It did. It looks skin-tight. And he's standing there, and he looks like he looks like a kid, man, compared to, I mean, Shannon Sharp's still a big, big, strong dude. Um, but the comments were phenomenal. Just phenomenal. And then LeBron, they asked him, and he's like, it's my guy, man. That's my guy. I ride with him 100%. So, no, I'm not going to get him thrown out of the game. Yes. I'll take it from Ben. I'll take it from Paul. I'm not going to take it from some stranger. You know? Like, it's, it is it is different. There are, hey, look, as much as we don't want to admit it, there are different rules for different people. 
They're it's just the way that it is. It's the way that it is. I mean, Dylan Brooks is right. If it wasn't Shannon Sharp, he'd be out. Even if they that fan was completely like didn't do anything but heckle. Yeah. If they get into an altercation, he's gone. Security, he's gone. He's, he's gone. He's just gone. It's so true. You know, so true. At the very best, quietly, I'll give you tickets to another game, but you can't be here for the next yeah. this half. You're gone. Correct. But Shannon stayed. Uh, disturbing, disturbing story uh, this morning out of Georgia, Ben. Georgia wide receiver Rodarius Thomas was arrested early this morning on a felony charge of false imprisonment and misdemeanor battery family violence. Uh, He is a junior, just transferred to Georgia from Mississippi State. He was uh, being held at Athens-Clark County Jail without bond. He was arrested by university police at 4.40 a.m. And uh, additional details not immediately available. Not how you want to celebrate your national championship uh, victory, but yeah, he was he was a big big part of of what the Bulldogs did this year. So we'll see how that plays out. But false yeah, imprisonment is always a weird sounding charge. Yeah, it is. Like somebody don't want to leave, you gotta make like, them stay. There's more of a legal definition to it, but it always sounds like someone has like created their own jail and yes, you know, has convicted you. you stay there. You're now in my jail. I'm, yeah, I'm Bo false, and Taylor play that game I'm at home. Imprisoning yeah. you. Play that game at home. Oh uh, yeah. So disturbing story, and uh, we'll see how that plays out. All right, finally, a little do-do this. And I don't think we've ever had a quicker turnaround from don't do this to do-do this. But our do-do this recipient this morning is none other than Shannon Sharp, who uh, was just just on the TV this morning delivering what may be one of the better-crafted apologies we've ever seen from an athlete or media member. Let's let's listen in to what Shannon had to say. As you probably have heard or have seen Friday night um, at the Lakers game, I want to apologize for my behavior. Um, you know, guys, I've preached for the last six and a half years, responsibility and accountability. And I take full responsibility for what transpired. It does not matter what Dylan Brooks said or how many times he said it. Me being the responsible person, me having the platform that I have and having so many people look up to me, I was wrong. I should have lowered the temperature in the arena. Instead, I turned the temperature up. And I let it get out of hand. And I want to apologize to a few people. First of all, I want to apologize to the Lakers organization, Jeannie Buzz, the Buzz family. I apologize for any harm or unwanted attention that I brought to your organization. I want to apologize to the fans that were in attendance and the fans that watched on television. Because that's not what you paid for and that's not what you tuned in to watch. Shannon Sharp should have been mentioned as, a, as someone that was at the game. Not someone that let his emotions run high and get out of hand during the game. I want to apologize to the Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies uh, organization and fans, I am sorry. More specifically, I want to apologize to Dylan Brooks. He is a fierce competitor. And him up close, I get a sense of why he is what he is and how he's wired the way he's wired. Bruh, I apologize. I wish you the best of luck the, uh, the rest of the season and continue success. How do you... <laughs> like the most perfect well apology done. ever. Yeah, that was... We husbands it. could all take a little page out of Shannon Sharp's book on how to apologize. And then Skip apologized to LeBron for all the years of bashing... <laughs> oh, no, wait. No, he didn't. No, no, he didn't. And that's Don't and Do Do This for a Monday. That was Don't Do This with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. By the way, that was a uh, ended up a, a Lakers win at the at the last second on a Dennis Schroeder floater, snapping Memphis's 11-game winning streak on Friday night in that game as well. I think we'll have more on the Lakers coming up later in our Rindle Report this morning at 9 a.m. Uh, so baseball's biggest story this week, Woods, 
the Hall of Fame vote. The uh, ballots will be revealed tomorrow. Who is in? Who is going to Cooperstown? Does anyone get the necessary 75%? We'll talk about the candidates, the trends, and what we think. Coming up next with Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Tune in to kick off with Boomer and Valenti, Fridays at 6 p.m. Former NFL MVP Boomer and Mike Valenti, discussing the big NFL news, previewing the big games of the week. There's really only two this week, so <laughs> imagine they'll focus on those. Uh, you can catch it right here on 97.3 The Fan. Stepped out of the studio uh, during the break, and I came back in, and I saw that uh, Brad and Escondido was on the line. Yes. And I asked Paul, because we were just talking, we were just talking about don't do this. You had the story about the Georgia football player who was charged with false imprisonment. Yes. And I said, it's just a, a weird terminology. And I said, what does Brad want to talk about? And Paul goes, oh, he's got a, a funny story about false imprisonment. I'm like, wow. oh, really? All right. <laughs> That's, is that really something we can laugh about? I don't but, know. I don't know, Brad. Why don't you see if you can entertain us with your stories of false imprisonment. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Hey, Good morning. This is a wild this was a while back. I've got two brothers and a sister. And at five, she got one of those little wannabe diner, you know, wait, waitress, you know, uh, gifts. 
So we're watching a sporting event. She keeps coming down and taking our order and doing all this stuff and interrupting us. And all of a sudden, I noticed for about 10 minutes, she's gone. She doesn't come back with our orders. So I go down to her room, and she's tied up on the floor. Her cash register is open. And I, I started laughing. My little brother went down and robbed her. <laughs> I so she couldn't come back and take orders. <laughs> we she were laughing. So my mom and dad couldn't stop laughing. It was hysterical. She was hogtied with her, her jump rope. <laughs> is your brother in yes. state prison at this point? No, he's not. Okay. He, okay. He, he, just, he just said, I was just tired of her bothering us. Yeah. Order. What do you I want? I'm trying food. to watch the game. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I tell you that. I love it. I All love right, it. Go, go Padres. A, a, I'm a 50-year fan, guys. A child's diner robbery, Brad. Thank you for the Just phenomenal. Just hog t- Yeah, dude. The, the kids, I mean, it's 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 fever pitch in my house. I walked in yesterday. I walked around the corner, and Bo's got a ball in his hand, and he's just pummeling Taylor on the head with it. Just pummel. And I go, hey, hey, hey. And then he looks and laughs, and Taylor laughs. And then later, they're playing with these magnetile things, and... I go, Bo, here, let him have that. Bo gets so mad, he throws the thing across the room at him. I'm like, these two, and then they hug and they kiss and they're best friends and, and everything else. But, man, like, I don't think we're ready for... There's no fighting like brothers fighting. Oh, my God. Did you fight with your oh, brothers? all the time. Did you? Yeah, because he was just young and annoying and would bother me when I was trying to do something else. Would you punch him? I chase him a lot. He, <laughs> now, he was faster than me, so I, it was tough to catch him. A couple of times I did, and it got a little ugly. But most of the time, he got away. I, we're we're right in it. He had this we're, annoying face. He just would make this face. He'd look at me that just drove me. It's aggravating. So aggravating. Yeah. So mad. Taylor is not a good sharer, so he won't. He doesn't like to share, and anything Bo has, he wants. So now I'm resigned to saying, Bo, just let him have it. And Bo's like, Why do I have to let him have it? I was playing with it first. This is my life, man. It's 24 hours a day. These two, but um, yeah, that's an interesting story about. One sibling hog tying another sibling in her fake diner. So uh, tomorrow is the uh, 2023 Cooperstown Hall of Fame, National Baseball Hall of Fame announcement. Who might be getting in? We'll talk about it after check traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. So in recent years, some of the drama has been taken away from the announcement by um, not Mr. Tibbs. I believe yeah, it's his Twitter not Mr. handle. Uh, he, he compiles at least all the... Hall of Fame voters who are willing to publicly reveal their ballots. He does a, a big spreadsheet and kind of keeps track. Now, there's always a, a certain percentage that, that don't reveal their ballots, which leaves at least a little bit of unknown drama going into the announcement tomorrow night of who might or might not make the Hall of Fame. But of the players who are returning uh, for the ballot here in 2023 that didn't make it last year, uh, the closest is Scott Rowland. He got 63.2% of the vote last year. You need 75% to get in. Uh, Todd Helton was next. He got just over 50%, 52%, as did Billy Wagner at 51%. So they would be the the three most likely candidates uh, to get an extra you know dose of support this year and make it into the Hall of Fame. Now, what does, uh, Polly, did you, what did Mr. Tibbs have to say about the chances? I know that looks like, Scott Rowland is trending well. An they, hour, uh, yeah, an hour ago they got Helton and Rowland, right? Am I seeing the same thing you're both seeing? Getting enough to get into right now, the Hall that of Fame. Sounds about right. Uh, Helton with seventy nine point three and Rowland with seventy nine point three. But it generally does go down yeah. when the unknown ballots come through. Uh, the people who like 
don't vote for anybody for whatever reason. So those numbers do come down. And it's not like they have a lot of margin for error at 79% because you need over 75% to get in. Now, in your minds, are those two guys Hall of Famers? This is the debate every year at this time that gives me tired head. And I know that we have to do it. We love baseball. I love. 50 year for Todd Helton, 60 year on the ballot for Scott Rowland. I've been doing this a while. I, I, I get such tired head with it because I. I don't know. I just don't know. I feel like Scott Rowland and Todd Helton, I feel like, just my gut tells me, those were very, very good baseball players. Very good. Very good. Hall of Fame worthy? I just don't I just course, don't know. Of course they're both they're very good. Excellent baseball excellent, players. Excellent. Excellent baseball so players. So it really comes down not not necessarily to their skill. It comes more down to what your Hall of Fame standards are. I don't think anyone's arguing that Scott Rowland and Todd Helton were both outstanding. Outstanding. Now, now I tend to be a little more strict when it comes to my personal Hall of Fame standards and in my mind I don't I don't feel like Scott Rowland is a Hall of Famer, but I'm not going to stomp and kick up a, f- no. a fit if he makes it. I'll, I'll be happy for him and probably acknowledge that given the other players who are in the Hall of Fame right now, he should probably get in. I, I, that's that's a fair way to now, look at it. if it was my Hall of Fame, there's a bunch of guys who are in there who probably wouldn't be in and Scott Rowland wouldn't be getting in either. But given who's in the Hall of Fame, I think that Scott Rowland and, honestly, Todd Helton should both be in that group as it's comprised right now. Todd Helton, I you can make the argument about Coors Field, whatever. I, that's, I watched that's a, a, I watched a that's lot not of his Todd, fault. That's not I his fault. I watched a lot yeah. of Todd Helton games. And I'll tell you what, I, did the same I thing didn't Larry care Walker if it was a Coors a Field or, or Petco Park or wherever that was it was. That was a great hitter, man. He's terrifying when he was up at the plate against the Padres. Yeah, and I, I, who am I <laughs> Who am I to say, no, no, you don't belong in the Hall of Fame. I mean, the, it are the numbers there for both of those guys to to back it up? I just don't know because the numbers it feels like it changes uh, so much. And of course, you look at at the era that guys played in, and you know if, if those two guys were doing it it clean, um, then sure, I, I I say that that probably gives them a little bit of boost just because so many people weigh steroids so heavily against uh, guys that they, they don't want to get in. You know, guys on the ballot right now, Ben, guys like Manny Ramirez and Alex Rodriguez. I mean, you take away PEDs, both of those guys are first ballot Hall of Famers, two of the best I've ever seen play the game of baseball, Manny Ramirez and Alex Rodriguez, period, the end. Those guys were unbelievable. You know how I feel about steroids. You know how I feel about the the guys that used. I, I'm I, They belong in the Hall of Fame. Even if it's some ancillary wing, uh, they belong there. They were the the best baseball players of their their generation. Both of those guys, Manny Ramirez in his seventh year on the ballot, Alex Rodriguez in his second year on the ballot, right around forty percent each. Yeah, they're just they're just never. I just don't think those guys are ever going to break through. Now there's some weird, you know, there's some weird guys that that garnered votes. Guys like Francisco Rodriguez, but then there's some guys that I look at. Guys like Gary Sheffield, and I'm like. Holy cow, man. Like, I need to do a deeper dive in his numbers. He feels like a Hall of Famer to me. Chef, Close, but probably not going to get it. Probably not going to happen. Uh, so, Billy Wagner was the second. He's another he's the one. the first one out, according to not Mr. Tibbs right now. Again, there's still, like, 
I think he says only 45% of the ballots are known right now. there's a ton of ballots still out there. And so you need 75%, and as of right now, with the public ballots that are known, uh, Billy Wagner's sitting at 73.2%. Like Ben said, that number usually goes down before it goes up, so he may not get in this year. Uh, Andrew Jones was at 67%. I feel like he was a Hall of Famer, too. (laughs) Gary Sheffield at 63%. Let me put it a different way for you guys. So... Approximately 1% of all big leaguers make the Hall of Fame. There's been 22,000 big leaguers around all time. Well, It's always a stunning stat. When you think about in the history of baseball, everybody who's appeared in a major league game would fill up about half of Petco Park, and that's it. Every single one of them put together. So about 1% make the Hall of Fame. 269 or somewhere around there is what's in right now. That means at any given time, at least, you know, back when these guys played, 25-man rosters, 30 teams, there was about 750 players in Major League Baseball at any given one time. That means of 1%, that means about seven and a half guys who are currently playing at any one time should be Hall of Famers. So ask yourself the question, was Todd Helton, for a good part of his career, one of the eight best players in baseball? And I would have to say yes. I think so, yes, too. Yes, he was. I think for he a was, good, too. good chunk of his career, he was God, one of the it's like if he wasn't, best players If he in wasn't baseball. eight, he was ten. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like he's really close. I would say the same thing about Scott Rowland. So yeah. by that, that rationale, I would say both of them probably should be Hall of Famers. Closers, a little tougher. You rarely rank closers as among the best players in baseball, but certainly Billy Wagner was... Among the best two or three closers every single year in the game uh, makes the argument a little more difficult. Now, uh, there are also a couple of first-timers on the ballot this year, so we don't have a percentage to go by from last year. Uh, Carlos Beltran and Frankie Rodriguez are, at least according to the Bill James metric, the Hall of Fame metric, the two guys with the best chances to get in, if not in the first year, eventually to get into the Hall of Fame. Um I think Carlos Beltran obviously is going to be hurt by his association with the Astros cheating scandal, so fresh on everyone's mind right now. But numbers-wise, would you consider him to be a Hall of Famer? Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) I just don't know, man. We're just really having trouble taking sides on this Every year. Keep all the hot takes. Save some for later. (laughs) Every stupid year with with this stupid conversation. Every year, I'm like, God bless, he was a good baseball player. God, he was really good. He was really, really good. Harold Baines is there. I don't think Harold Baines was getting in. You know, I mean, good player, sure. Hall of Fame, I don't know. I'm a, I just, I'm a I just yes. don't know. I'm a yes eventually on Beltran. And I'm also one of those guys who say, well, if I'm a yes eventually, then I'm a yes now. There's sure. some people who won't vote for him in the first year simply That's because so they don't think he should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And then after that, they'll give him a fair shot. In fact, um, who is it that I saw? Was it was it Barry Bloom? I think he said, "Yeah, you know that first thing that's still kind of special to me, and I'll, I'll give him a little more of a a look see next year." But doesn't I'm, it? He it, didn't feel like a first ballot Hall of well, Famer to me, so I didn't vote for him on the first year. As much as I rail against that, like, oh, I'm a Hall of Famer in 2025, but I'm not in 2023. There's something to that. There's there's something. There's glaring first ballot Hall. Tony Gwynn is a first ballot Hall yes. of Famer, right? He's not one that you look at and go, ooh, tough class. No, he jumps off the page, and he is a first ballot Hall yeah, of we, Famer. Who was who's the first unanimous? Uh, Mo, yeah. Yeah, before that. I mean, even like Ken Griffey Jr. was a couple years before that. And 
I think it was like 99.7 sure. because some, some idiot hole. is yeah. like, nobody deserves... Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it, in, in that case, Ken Griffey Jr. is a first ballot Hall of Famer. There are those guys that jump off the page. And I feel like I'm looking at this this year. And if you're going to take... If you're going to do the steroid thing, fine. But if I'm if I'm taking all that out of it, yeah, then Manny Ramirez should be in. Alex Rodriguez should be in. And I, I think Helton and Roland should be in as well. You know, Manny and, and A Rod aren't getting in, um, but you, those guys were those guys were. I just with Roland and Helton, if they get in, I'm not going to be bummed. I'm not going to pitch a fit. I mean, you'd be surprised the guys who didn't get it on the first ballot. Rogers Hornsby was a fifth ballot Hall of Famer. That's incredible. Joe DiMaggio was a fourth ballot. H- how? Hall of Famer. How did? How is that possible? Yogi Berra was a second ballot Hall of Famer. Cy Young was second ballot. Five hundred and eleven wins. Cy Young didn't get in on his first try. Now, I think that is was that right. Five eleven. That was the first ever. So I think they had a backlog or something to get everybody in. But I mean, Cy Young, first ballot. Five hundred eleven. There wins. is there yeah. is something special about that. Even Trevor had to wait until his third year. But she's insane. Get into the Hall of Fame. It's insane to me. Maybe maybe they just need to they need to fix how they do it. They're not going to. Well, the reason why some of it is you can vote for a maximum of ten, and some guys wish they could vote for thirteen, sure. or fourteen, whatever. So they have to leave guys who they think are deserving off their ballot. I'll tell you what I don't each year. I'll tell you what I don't like is the guy that turns in zero. That's the guy I don't like. The guy that looks at the ballot and goes, "Nope." I also don't like the guy who turns in 10 every single year. Like I feel like I'd be a 10. No I feel like I'd be a 10. You'd be a 3. I'd be like, yeah, I'd a be two, five, three. Maybe 4, maybe 6. Do we know but, any Hall of Fame voters? I'm sure we do. I think you only I think it's only a 10 years in the Baseball Writers Association. I mean, we've had yeah, we've had a we've, few. I mean, do we on. know yeah. any though? Like do we know no any? I would think that some of our local you know, writers, Sarah's. Bryce Miller, can He knows a, he's a voter? Yeah. Okay. He's on there. Bernie Wilson. Did Bernie they, Wilson. Bernie yeah. is. Did they make their ballots public? Yeah. They did. Uh, let's see. Bernie. Let's praise them or shame let's them. Praise right them now. or shame them right now. <laughs> let's Bernie play voted, praise or shame. All right. Bernie voted for Bobby Abreu. Okay. Carlos Beltran. Okay. Uh, Abreu. Todd Helton. Okay. Andrew Jones. Jeff Kent. That's weird. Kent's last year on the ballot, by the way. Yeah. Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. I'm not mad at his no, ballot. No, that's not a bad all. ballot. I don't think Kent is a Hall of Famer. I'd, Said that for a long time, but what, what about I, Eno? Not a bad. That's not a bad ballot. Now, was that all ten, or was that sounded like about eight? He had eight. Yeah, that was about uh, eight. Eno had eight as well. He had Bobby like Abreu, Carlos Beltran, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, Billy Wagner. I believe that's the same I, as. Bernie. I think Andrew Jones doesn't get enough. Love. I think so too. I feel like of all those names, he's one of my tops on that yeah, list. Yeah, I feel the same way. Now, Bobby Abreu was a really good player. I don't feel like he was a Hall of Famer. Man. But Eno does, and I respect yeah. Eno tremendously, and he does the deep dives that we... I respect him more than I respect myself. That's yeah. No, Obviously. when it comes to when baseball, comes to baseball, baseball yeah, yeah. no doubt. So if he says but it... I feel the way I feel. But he also says Jeff Kent, too, so I, I, I feel like maybe we're missing the boat here on, on something. But, um, yeah, I just I feel like it's such a... I don't want to say it's meh, because it's not. These guys are the top 1% of did the 1%. Not, no, none of them vote for A-Rod. He's... Uh, what is he in his third year on the ballot? Second year Second on the year. ballot, and uh, none of them did. A Rod sitting at forty percent. I mean, that number will go up over the next couple of years, but I don't know that he's going to get in. Yeah, there needs to be a there needs to be some sort of mea culpa with with the steroid guys and the guys that got popped. And you know, you think about our our very own Fernando Tatis Jr. and and when it happened in his his career. 
and you know what he can do in the next 12 13 years to erase one, you know, if it, if it ends up just being one tiny black mark on his resume, is that going to be held against a kid like that who has the, he's absolutely a Hall of Fame you know, that, talent. That is an interesting debate, and we can talk about it, I, I think, a little bit later. But let's say, let's say you erase every statistic up until this point from Fernando Tatis Jr., what he has, 83 career home runs, whatever he's done so far. He's still just 24 years old. He could go on, and if he had a, a 13-year career that started at this point, and you just amass the numbers from here, and he plays the way we know he's capable yeah. of and tests negative and goes through all the extra testing for years and years and is clean, would you give those numbers the same credence that you would even if you erase the early numbers? He could still put it together oh, yeah. a Hall of Fame career. No problem. Absolutely. In 13, 14 years. No question about it. No question about it. But will some guys just be nose? Yes. 100% no I matter think, what? I, I think forever. yes. I think it's it, here's the living proof right yep. here in front of us. But then again, you know, A-Rod's entire career is kind of tainted. Yep. Bonds is at least most of his career is kind of tainted. Will that be the same about Tatis? We'll discuss it more. Come back second half of the Ben of the Woods. Oh, you're excited Did you about catch it. a game last time? Something. Like the the Holy crap. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.